Hello, I'm Anderson Cowan, and I've got a movie to make, and this is I've Got a Movie to Make, week 90 of 116 weeks. And today on the program, if you can call it that, uh, I am going to be introducing uh, a team member, uh, right-hand man at this point, and uh, the guy that's kind of keeping me on track and keeping me going and making me feel bad when I don't uh, meet my own self-imposed deadlines, and that is Joe Dorville. Hey, Joe, thanks for coming What's on the program. What's going on, Andy? Uh, I've been kind of, uh, I've been, I've been talking about you on the program. I know you listen here, you spot it, uh, check it here and there. And, uh, I've not come out and, you know, said who you were yet because, uh, I, I didn't know if you were cool with that. So you gave me the green light and I'm like, Hey, how about you come on and, uh, we can talk a little bit back and forth about the process thus far. And I thought also Joe, happy accident, but this is week 90, uh, which means we have 26 weeks left. And last time I checked the mm. math on that, that's exactly six months. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, pretty so good, we have right? half a year to get this done. Yeah, All yeah, right, cool. That yeah. sounds that doesn't sound impending or anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a good goal, and I think it's a reasonable goal to uh, have something. I mean, my my goal has been all along to have something tangible, like in the works, and like it's it's something beyond just me blabbing about it. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think we, that, we have uh, something in the works, though. That, that yeah, we have for some, sure. We have something in the works, but we don't really have anything tangible. You know what I mean? There's really nothing there yet. And that is, you know, it's going to be money. It's going to be people attached other than you and I. And uh, yeah. it's, it's going to be more real. Like, I I don't have anything to upset the wife with right now. Like, she just thinks that I'm, <laughs> you know, fantasizing about making another movie. When it becomes more real, that's when she's going to be like, what? You're, you're doing this again? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, so Joe Joe's not the first guy or the only guy to uh, help me out with, with this project thus far. However, he has been the mainstay, uh, especially recently. And uh, it was a number of months ago that I think I called you up, and I'm like, "Hey, well, why don't you tell yes. uh, everybody a little bit about yourself, Joe? Because I've been going on and on." Uh, I am a black man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am a black man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, African American, I identify as black. I don't like uh-huh. African American. Hey, what do you what do you prefer more, African American or black? Well, I'm Haitian American. That's a thing. So yeah, so you're not even African American. Hey. Yeah, so I just go by black. Hey, tell um, me what you think about this. I, I've been I've kind of stuck with black all along. Um, and it's the that's, probably best thing to go with. Yeah, because I just look at history and I realize that a lot of names have come and gone, right? But black has kind yeah. of been the, the, the standard and it's, it's been the staple. And, it's, and so I feel like I can't go wrong historically if I just continue with black. Yeah, because it also doesn't put any qualifier on it. Like, we don't say Caucasian Americans, so. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can say that. I would never say that, but you can say that. But yeah, it's funny when you say black around certain, like, uh, really sensitive people, and they're always white, by the way. They're always white people Obviously. That, that react this way. And I'll say, yeah, he, uh, you know, he's a black guy. Uh, I'm not talking about you, Joe. I'm just talking about, you know, any sort. <laughs> That's how he and, talks to me, people. And I'll be like, yeah, so I saw this black guy. And then, and you just see people's faces like like wince, and I'm like, what? He was a black dude. What do you want? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. It's too much of a mouthful to be in the middle of a story and say, yeah. So this African American gentleman, it's like, no, yeah. just say a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is how me and Anderson's most of our conversations devolve into race at some point. Um, um, usually, that's the starting point. <laughs> Joe has been yeah. famous for uh, letting me know he, he he listens to some it's of always, my stuff. It's always his fault, and then I attack him, and then he has to have a conversation with me. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. I'll get some texts from you, and I'll be like, "Oh God, Joe's uh, Joe's not happy with what I say about said about Ma Rainey's uh, black bottom. He has some issues. We better talk about this. You keep me honest, Joe. 
Yes, I keep you on your toes. Um, and it's a good ra- reason to talk to you before we started doing this project. Um, but yeah, yeah. no, 27, um, from Florida originally, went to school for production, have done not a ton with it, um, not as much as I would want to at this point. Uh, moved to Atlanta after graduation and have been here for going on five years now. Um, avid listener of the AD and the Film Vault. Uh, and I have three podcasts of my own. Anderson made reference to one of them already. Right Hand Man, Hamilton Pod, who does a pod is the name of it. Uh, a new low with the rest of those pabs. And uh, cheers from the press box. Me and Brandon Tassif talking sports. And Anderson's been on that one actually. I did. I did a, a little, a quick little hit piece there about hockey, uh, and it was it was a good time. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's just. It's it's always difficult doing these, uh, and it's always going to be the the fact with you and I because you you live so far away, Joe. But uh, it's, yeah. it's not the same as like you know being in person. But all that aside, what, whatever. So uh, yeah, Joe was one of the uh, early contrib- big contributors uh, for uh, for groupers way back in the day, and we had a conversation. I'll never forget my first conversation with you on the phone, and I was sitting in the gas station, the same gas station where those of you who may may be familiar with the angry little man. Uh, it was a Vine video that I did where a, a dude was being a real dick and yelling at me. So I did a Vine of, of him, but then he grabbed the phone from me. And every time you touch the screen with Vine, it would film a little bit. And uh, he, he grabbed the phone from me, and then there was a chase. Uh, it wasn't a chase. It was like a, a comical. He got out of the car, and he was on one side of his car. And I'm like, dude, just give me my phone back. And then he was like running around. <laughs> and then I tried to get the phone from the passenger side. He rolled the window up on my arm, so my arm was like literally trapped in his car. Long story short, cops came. They took my side. I got my phone back, and the entire Vine video was uh, was on there, which was great. Every time you touch it, like there was a new little scene, so you can actually a lot of you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. It's it's my favorite Vine video I'd ever. It's the seen. The most infamous Vine ever, <laughs> of from from my standpoint. But I, it, it it does involve me, but it's still the most uh, <laughs> intriguing Vine. What's a most arresting Vine I've ever seen? I think so. Yeah. It was at that gas station, which was my local gas station. I remember I was sitting in the car, and uh, we had a very heartfelt conversation. I don't know if you realize this, Joe, but uh, tears were in my eyes by the time we were done with that, really? with that talk. Yeah. And what then, phone uh, call was this? I remember our first phone call being uh, Detroit. No, that was on my my doorstep of my old house. That was where you gave me the business about um, saying I don't see color. And uh, yeah. I have since changed to, that to What was uh, the phone call prior to that? It was where the very first time I ever talked to you. I'm glad it was so memorable. But yeah, you told me about you know, where the money came from, and uh, I thought that know. was all in the email. I forgot that was a phone uh-huh. call. Yeah, oh, that, was okay. a, that was a phone call, and I'll. It, it wasn't that long. It was about a ten minute phone call, but I it wasn't uh, important to me, I guess. But you know, you're <laughs> you're on my mind. We've become friends, long distance friends. Uh, I met you when you uh, came to Mike's house. You're on the after that. All that aside, it kind of it was like an epiphany that I had uh, a number of months ago. Um, with and you know this feed had already been going, but uh, I thought, as I know you have, you know you've made a short film, you have a, a lot of hunger and desire to make movies, and uh, I wanted to bring some, a lack of a better term, authenticity to one of my lead characters who is a large black man, and I wanted to make sure black that I was I was writing him properly, so I brought you on to to I gave you a, a shot of the plate to see what you would do with uh, with his dialogue, and you delivered, you hit it out of the park, 
Really like what you did with, even though he, one of the first things that uh, Joe did was he had me change his name from Drexel to Dexter, which, uh, oh, yeah, you had to bring that up. Greg will not let me live that down. Drexel is a <laughs> sweet name. You know what? It's not set in stone. It could still go back to Drexel. Who knows? Maybe that's maybe. what I said. I said it's, it's still fluid. Dexter's just a placeholder for right now. Let, let's see who we cast and what his name is because Joe's argument was, Hey, black dudes have normal names. My name's Joe. <laughs> I know a guy named Brett or something along those lines, right? No, I said my brother is Chris, Rick, and Gene. <laughs> and Ricardo's my other brother. That's the only one that really is foreign. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. It's funny. Every time I do say, uh, like, a, a non-normal name, uh, I think of you. Uh, I'm like, ah, there's a non-normal uh, guy's name. Anyways. Uh, but I love the idea of you coming on, helping me, like, uh, move forward with this thing. Because, like... It is really depressing and and uh, frustrating that it's going as slow as it's going, but you know mm. we have we have I'm I'm pretty hard on myself and we have COVID to to thank for that. Yeah. And honestly, Joe, like I'm right now I'm that's why I'm talking so much. I'm delirious. I am so tired because <laughs> I'm just with Atticus now. I know that I could put him in school, which he hasn't been since March. You know, and that's really slowed everything down from my side of things but we don't you know he still sees his grandma she's part of our bubble and i don't want him seeing his grandparents before they get the vaccine so it looks like yeah. he's not going back to school until may ish may jeez i could sit him in front of a tv and just you know go hog wild with this but i yeah, don't feel comfortable great. with that either so i get like about an hour a day where it's just me time and a lot of the time that's you know i gotta devote it to the stuff that pays the bills which is like the film vault or studying for academic disasters which actually happens um, so I'm just very, very slow on this. So I really appreciate you doing what you've done because you have not been slow on anything that um, has come up for you to do. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing about it was when you sent me the script, because you said particularly about the Dexter Drexel dialogue and stuff. And then I have a habit. Some call it a good habit. You thought it was a good habit. Most people think it's a bad habit. But when I get a script, I just can't help but uh, comment on everything. So I kind of just took the red pen. And after like 10 pages, I was like, well, this is kind of not what he wanted. But uh, yeah. this is just in my nature. So then I marked up effectively the whole entire script. And then you came back and were happy about it. And normally people are not happy about it. So no, that no, was no. a positive outlook. <laughs> yeah, it's it's foolish not to take good advice. Uh, you know, this is a collaborative effort. All movies that are made, uh, I don't care who you are. I mean, I don't think Kubrick would ever admit it, but they're all collaborative efforts. And, uh, you know, the more you listen to good ideas and have smart people around you, the better your product's going to be. And uh, I was, the, I, like I said, and no offense to anyone else who might be listening to this who gave me notes, Joe's notes were the best notes that I've ever gotten. And uh, you backed it up by saying, oh, yeah, my, uh, my old, well, tell them what you said. Oh, yeah. Um, my, one of my college professors, pretty much a mentor at this point, um, he's a screenwriter as well. And whenever he writes something, he'll send it to me and ask for my notes and commentary. So pretty good. It's pretty good. I, yeah. Yeah. So you know I wasn't blowing smoke as an actual professor had told you. Uh, yeah. Pretty much the, the 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 like. So what we have going here, which is pretty exciting, and it's somewhat by design, but it's also it just makes sense, and uh, it 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 all just kind of fell into place, and that is uh, the script that we're going to be trying to raise money for and trying to get out there uh, has a very meta 
uh, foundation, which you don't realize <laughs> until you see the entire thing and uh, everything. It's got. It's been called Charlie esque Charlie Kaufman esque the, the the end of it. <laughs> um, That's right. Which I, I I really like the end. It's I think it's strong and. Uh, so far, I haven't had anyone challenge me because I've gotten a ton of notes, and a lot of a lot of you who are listening have read it, and no one's really given me anything about the end, which I was prepared to defend. Uh, but <laughs> it becomes very meta, right? And we realize that the movie that we just saw was actually made by somebody else that we may, without getting it, giving anything away. Layers. But, it get there's layers. Yes, there's layers. Yes, and uh, Joe and I now kind of there's two. It's a two hander. It's two bananas, as Greg Sersovasti would say. And uh, while I am not like the older character, it is like a nightmare fantasy of mine. That's why I wrote the script to begin with, was like if I just got stuck in radio, uh, you know, dealing with people I didn't like who talked in a microphone, who I thought were kind of despicable. Uh, and I never actually did anything with my own uh, desires and, and uh, passions. I, it was my nightmare fantasy of a 65-year-old version of me. Now, this guy... He may or may not be on the spectrum. He's he's very you know he's very particular. I don't yeah. exhibit those type of attributes, but um, it's socially awkward and has weird idiosyncrasies. Yeah, but he is pretty stubborn. From now to day, that's how we should spit it from now on. Yeah, okay. Let's idi- idiosyncrasies and uh, no. I, I, I still might have to spectrum. <laughs> um, because he is referred to as a super tard by yeah. the antagonist. Yeah, but I mean, if he's not diagnosed, then we don't have to. We don't have just one person's perspective. Antagonist, antagonist. I'm sorry, (laughs) I do, I I do, uh, Mr. Plinkett, way too often, and most people probably just think that I don't know how to say antagonist. I mean, antagonist. It's 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 become it's replaced antagonist in my head for reals. Um, But yeah, so the the team that is now comprised of you and i uh is fairly meta as well now not to take anything away also like eric holmes who is probably listening to this he's been uh, instrumental in in helping me uh make changes significant changes and and supportive not only with groupers but with uh movie for vengeance and he has his own thing going right now but i owe him a phone call i don't i don't want anyone to feel <laughs> left out but uh joe and i are the ones who have been uh, you know talking about this on a regular basis and joe wants to you know once we get the it's gonna happen joe once we start yeah, making Thing. you're going to be on set and uh, it's going to be great so uh how, give me give me an idea though like because while you did make some significant changes to the dialogue for uh who was once known Dre- as drexel is now dexter um i want to cons- i, I want to cons- i feel like i did a pretty good job with that character right like you weren't like um, whoa 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 whitey no, what are you it doing it wasn't terrible um some of the things was um just like one of my pet peeves is kind of like repetitive dialogue. Like they say the same thing two different ways. Um, and then like, as you said, authenticity, I try to add some of like my own verbiage and lingo to some of his dialogue. Some, I think there was one line where you were like, yeah, man, I never had this much bread. And I was like, yeah, nobody says bread anymore. That's like a Toronto early 2000. <laughs> like I said, that, uh, nobody says bread. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so you yeah, know what that's... you did, because uh, you know I'm uh, in breaking it down, which is the the most re- recent uh, two teeth pulling that I did uh, for this, and you you did it lickety split. You got it done on time, and uh, I think I wanted. I was hoping that we'd have it all done by the end of January, right? Here we are at the end of February, and I'm I got it all broken down, but I, I don't have it itemized just yet. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, because I, I, I was also rewriting it and shoring things up, but I was reading the dialogue, obviously. And I'm like, I would not be able to turn this in if I wrote all this stuff. I would feel like, 
like uh, I would be very, very, very skittish. I think, especially in today's <laughs> day and age, uh, because some of the stuff like it doesn't seem like I, I, I wouldn't have never thought of it on my own. And, you know, like jive turkey type stuff. I don't want someone thinking that I am, am writing jive turkey. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel very, very confident um, uh, with, with with you signing off on and all the things that you added. And when you're talking about repetitive, like you just helped me slim it down, too. You, you definitely yeah. got, you got uh, a lot of characters saying uh, less, which is yeah, more. That's why I enjoy cutting the fat and leaving it up to uh, interpretation from the actor's uh their facial reaction and how they react with each other. Yeah. Um, more visual, less dialogue heavy sometimes. And there's a couple of versions and I, I still stand behind writing more. If you know, you're going to direct it yourself just to, to give, because yeah. sometimes you forget you lose the scene. Uh, you know, when, when months and years pass since you wrote it, like you can, I can see it so clearly when I'm writing it, but then, you know, time passes and I, I'll need some uh, some more, you know, uh, dialogue cues to remind me of the tone and what's going on. So I know this script pretty, pretty well, as, as do you now. And uh, I'm I'm very I'm more confident with it now than ever. And I just love the idea of, of making it. And that end with it being outside in a field where you know there's a bunch of cars that are seeing the movie. Uh, it's almost as though we wrote it for COVID. Uh, yeah, so I, I do have another version where. Uh, it is even more COVID friendly, but I don't think I, I need to even push that because by the time this thing, you know, we're doing it, yeah. I, I think we're going to be in a different place. Yeah, hopefully. 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 Yeah. But no, for, for sure. Because, um, yeah, you told me about that. The version I have is actually the least COVID friendly, but we've talked is- about all the potential machinations of that. Yeah, and I got them handwritten out, pen to paper type stuff, which I was telling you this, Joe, but uh, all of the... Uh, the work that's that's gone into this thing since I started this feed pretty much has just been staring at the computer screen and making adjustments with cursors and, you know, and you really, I, I don't think it's this way for everybody, but I know it's this way for me. Like you, you kind of, it, it's, it doesn't seem real after a while. It feels like you're just kind of working on this, this thing. And when I went to take my breakdown, the, the, the script breakdown and I, was writing down the locations on a yellow st- like steno pad uh, with a pen. It was the first time that I've actually, other than some of the uh, scene rewrites, it's the first time I've actually penned a paper and done anything that where it's actually like it's my own my handwriting, and it just felt like good. It felt like this is actually coming alive now. Which sounds it, it might sound silly, but it was like the first time that something was beyond the the screen, uh, the, the computer yeah, I- screen. It doesn't sound silly because if anybody has ever like uh, had an idea that started in like the digital space, once it becomes physical, it's like that's like, oh, I've accomplished what I set out to do. So like going from computer cursor typing, then when you get that pen to paper, it's like, oh, this is progressing. I can see the evolution of this now. Yeah. And it's not because I always write the first draft pen to paper of everything that I write, and it it just feels really good. And then everything becomes digital, and, and in this case, it's been digital uh, and you know LED screen for for years, like literally since you know groupers. And it's just it, having that piece of paper with the locations all written down and all the scene numbers next to it, and my little symbols and shorthand, and I, and I can yell at Atticus and say, stop touching that paper. Like, I can actually pick it up and look at it. You know, it's it's great. And I can tell you from from experience, and, and you you know, you made a short film, so you, you 
get this as well. When when we get to the casting process and we actually like cast some of these people, it just it feels so it's it's so exciting. It really is yeah. super super exciting. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. The so cast much of lists, shot lists, all that. That's and when it gets actual, like, oh, this is actually happening. The human beings who bring it to life is uh, yeah. is very exciting. So. Um, while it is going at a snail's pace, uh, I think that I need to learn to just not beat myself up as much and just say, you know what, things would be much different if, uh, if you know, for everybody, if, if COVID, us included, obviously, if COVID didn't happen. So um, I don't know where we'd be. I don't know what would be going on, but I have to imagine that, uh, you know, we'd probably be a little bit further down the road. But at the same time, I consider myself really fortunate that uh, I get to spend this extra time with with a boy. Uh, during this time in his life, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, so I guess it's a it's a decent excuse to, um, you know, like right now I'm on back to back nights of five and a half hours of sleep, which used to not be a problem at all. But as you get older, Joe, you'll see. Like I just feel <laughs> like I feel, I used to think that the that that it was the drugs that was making me feel kind of loopy uh, when I would stay up all night with stimulants. But uh, it turns out it's just staying up all night is what's making me feel loopy. <laughs> so I. Yeah, I can barely see straight right now, and I'm going to go inside and watch a movie because I have to talk about it and get some food for the wife, and then hopefully um, go to sleep in time to be able to wake up early because the boy does not give a sh- He doesn't care. He does not care. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a clean feed. Uh, did I ruin this feed? Have I cursed? I don't know. No, I always do that. I, I go right up to the edge, and then I stop. No, but, I think um, I'm trying to figure out, did I curse at some no, point? No, you're good. I would have heard it. Oh, okay. You're good. Okay. All right, cool. You're good. Oh, here's a funny, a funny. Actually, I think I talked about it. Yeah, I, I talked about it to myself on this. Uh, on on, uh, I got a movie to make, but uh, yeah, I talked to and I gave you the, the full credit that you deserved when I was uh, reading about music and the backlash. I didn't know anything about music. See his music and how she made oh, yeah. a movie all about <coughs> about people with autism. And uh, oh yeah, back to that. Like I'm not, I'm not this character. Uh, however, I do have a lot of similarities. Obviously, I wrote him, and he's. Uh, the Ben character, the lead character, the old uh, angry, non uh, <laughs> non emoting man in his mid sixties. Uh, you know, he volunteers at a um, at a at a group home, which you know I did. It was I didn't even vol- I volunteered and then I worked. It was still the best job I've ever had. I love working with that population, and I really want to uh, really I, I really want to reenact some of the things that uh, went on with that population when I when I work with them. They're the most honest people. I'm talking about people that are mentally challenged, mentally ill, um, as well as people that have autism, which you know a lot of the time they they excel in whatever field they're in, but they obviously have um, barriers to uh, to entry as far as communication uh, a lot of the time. But they're like the most honest. Like, kids are really honest, right? Like they'll yeah. tell you it straight. Uh, and the same with like uh, people in that population, they they don't really BS you much, and I love that about them. And they're whatever they're into, they're into it, and I really appreciate and respect that, and recognize that as well. So yeah, that's a. Uh, I really hope that I get to bring uh, a, an authentic look to, to, uh, of that alive too, and not yeah. see a style where we're you know we're, we're we've already talked about casting actual people from that population so exactly yeah yeah all right joe well anything else you uh you want to thank you very much for helping me out here because i get a little bit tired especially when there's not a lot going on it's it's i i i look at this i think about this feed and i'm like oh god what am i going to tell people i got no i feel like like uh i don't have my homework you know what i mean 
<laughs> now nah, I kind of feel good when it's like a seven minute ep. I'm like, cool, nice little drive down the street. Get this done. On to the next pod. But um, yeah, because you're doing it nonstop, right? You got like, your own podcast network. Yeah, show me Jesus. business. Uh, look, I'm. This is my fourth podcast this week. Now doing this one. Um, I did five in one day. So. All right, all right. <laughs> Just getting started. <laughs> no, I did. Uh, yeah. I did. I did sex with Emily. I had to do two film vaults, two after disasters. I had, oh uh, boy! I think, yeah, and I uh, and I was ready to do more. Like I got to a point where I was like, "All right, let's do more." I'm doing that on top of a full time job where I work six days a week. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah. the, t- the toughest is when you don't do it for a couple of weeks and then you, and getting back into the rhythm is, is tough, especially mm-hmm. if you do it with other people and you hadn't seen them in a while. It's a little tough. Yeah. Well, we haven't taken any days off. You could check out all of our podcasts at the at anulo.co. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Um, that's all I'll say. I have music out, I'll have more music out soon. Um, so yeah, just trying to stay creative during these times of COVID. Joe's a creator. He's a, he's a creator and he's constantly out there making things happen on top of his, you say six days a week you work. Yeah. That's too many, Joe. I know. Trust me. But with COVID, the hours at the restaurant is, are finagled. So that's the only way I can get a full check if I work six days. Ah, jeez. Life is hard. Systems rigged. No, trust that, me. I just watched Jews and the Black yeah. Messiah again today in theaters. Mask you saw in the, the theaters today? Yeah. You saw yeah. The, uh, went to the theaters. Masked mm-hmm. on, uh, long pants, hoodie. And uh, I was the only person in the theater, so it was fine. I hope you took your mask off once you were the only one in the theater. Nope. Kept the mask Let's on not be crazy, time. Joe. Come on. No, what are you doing? I'm not taking any chances. That's like that's like masturbating with a condom. Relax. You know, <laughs> <I can do that. laughs> Look, I can just hear Kyle's voice in the back of my head like, you already saw it on HBO Max. Do you really need to go in the theater? And I was like, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Any, any better uh, in the theater? I mean, yes. it's all, movies are always better, but did you pick up on more stuff with that, Judas? Yeah, um, the audio was better, so I could hear some things that I missed out on clearly. Great score. And, I love the music. Yeah, and just the sentiment just felt more, um, just had more gravitas on the big screen. Like, when I was home, I teared up a couple times. I tear up at, like, every movie, though. But, like, when I was in there, I was tearing up at, like, random scenes. Like, this is, there's nothing really emotional happening here. But it's just, like, just seeing those people, like, be themselves in some of those scenes. It was, like, man, knowing the end. And it's, like, damn, this really sucks, man. Also, oh, you just cussed cussed there. Oh, sorry. Son of a bitch. We're almost done. I'll mark it. I'll mark it. Uh, yeah, I think also just seeing you know big faces on the screen and actually like you know movie making on the screen for the I don't know if you no. go very often, but hey, would you cry at the first day, the cold open of Raising Arizona? Would you would, would that make you cry? Uh, I haven't seen so. I what you have not seen Raising Arizona? <laughs> There's a lot of movies. Fire! <laughs> Joe, it's been nice uh, working with you. I'll still give you some kind of credit uh, in the uh, end credits, but uh, we can't continue with this partnership. Uh, is it anyway? I'll check Yidio and see if it's playing anywhere, and I'll uh, see it this yeah, week. I, I, I bring it up only because on the most recent film vault, uh, we did cold opens, and uh, I revisited it, and uh, a tear rolled down my cheek, and Atticus, my son, four-year-old, mm. asked why I was crying. And it's very hard to explain that you know movies don't have to be sad. They just move you sometimes. They move you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you very much, Joe. But no, nothing is better than the theater experience. Whenever this is over, folks, don't forget to go to your local theater. And yeah, you know what? Local I, businesses. I got I got a little stock in uh, not AMC, but I bought twenty bucks over at Cinemark just kind of to see how it was doing. Right? Uh, AMC, mm-hmm. I think, even though it just skyrocketed, but uh, I think it's inflated, and I don't I don't trust anything that Reddit's kind of you know messing with with the GameStop. I don't want to get involved in that. I but, got in, got out, made a couple bucks. Cinemark, uh, you know, it's it's doing well, and uh, I got a report from uh from somebody from i got an email about uh china and how they're just flocking to the theaters 25 percent capacity and uh mm. people I, i'm hoping will be the same over here i'm hoping that they're going to be excited to go back to movie theaters and you feel very safe when you're in there right like when i went i've seen one movie yeah. since the pandemic began it was tenant and it was very safe i felt very very safe this is this was the third time i was in i saw tenant twice once by myself and once with a group of my friends um, we just kind of wanted to have an outing and stop being locked up in the house. Um, and yeah, and this was the third time I've been felt fine the entire time. So Joe, I also, I just hope with like HBO max doing their same day releases and some of the Disney movies doing the same thing. People don't just become accustomed to that. Yeah. And, I think people with know, kids abandon the theater. Model. I think people with kids where it's, it's financially, it makes more sense. It's cheaper to like rent a $20 movie. If, if you got like three kids, you know what I mean? Rather than go to the theater, yeah. which is going to cost you about a hundred bucks out the door, you know, for all the tickets and the popcorn and the candy and all that. But I think that people dates and, you know, adults, I think these movie uh, R rated movies are going to see, uh, some real interest i hope i hope i'm right here um but i just wanted yeah. one last uh little tip of the cap to you uh, a little more credit and just to give people an idea of of uh of of my 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 thoughts of of you uh and that's uh my favorite movie in the last that i've seen in the last 10 15 years <laughs> probably oh directly to you i don't i think that i would be sitting here i don't know if i'd be even be talking to you <laughs> Because uh, that's how important that movie was to me. But uh, the movie A Ghost Story, which I was very upset with the idea of it. Uh, I saw a trailer for it a couple times and was furious with the four three uh, beveled edges. And I'm like, what, are they kidding me with this artsy crap? And Joe let me know that it was his favorite movie that year. Uh, this is years ago, and I, I gave him. A, I gave you a lot of s. I, I, I made. You gave me a lot. I was of very s. upset with you. <laughs> and then I begrudgingly, I was. I, 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 I solely watched it so I could explain to you why you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, and that's why I sat down and pushed play on that movie. I sadly didn't get to see that one in the theater, but my God, it's, oh. it's my favorite movie that's come out since the the turn of the century. I can say that without any hyperbole it really is i it's a top 10 movie i watched uh, that all one the time for me and i watched that one in theater twice oh, i saw so it bad. and then like the week after that i saw it again that the conversation i had with you was after the second time i saw it well i'm really glad i'm really glad so i have so, you yeah. i have you to thank for that as well so all right joe third time all i'm right, gonna buddy. say goodbye now and this time i'm gonna i'm gonna actually stick with it i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna bring something else up i promise but thank you very much for, i won't bring anything up again thank you for uh keeping me on track and uh let's go let's go make a movie let's do this let's go let's get this done buddy yes all right buddy thanks man <laughs>